Welcome to What's the Score with Aaron and Isaac. My name Hello. is Isaac Maddock. The voice in the corner you can hear is Aaron Lacey. And we... In the, in the corner makes me sound like I'm being punished. <laughs> well, maybe you are. Yeah, but no. <laughs> uh, we are here to provide you with sport, chat and a bit of a laugh here and there. Um, but we're going to start off, as usual, with our beginning segment, New Balls Please, which is our news segment. Now, I'm going to start us off with an absolute delta. Carter retires from professional rugby. The 38-year-old goes out having won two World Cups and being the highest point scorer in Test history. He said, I officially retire from professional rugby today, a sport I've played for 32 years, which has shaped me into the person I am today. I can't thank everyone enough, particularly the fans. Rugby will always be a part of my life. Stan Carter. <laughs> well, absolute... well, well, it's not much for a belter, is it? It's more fad than anything yes. else. But it is an absolute... Um, all-black legend won the World Cup for them basically in 2015 and sort of 11 so yeah uh, Aaron thoughts uh, yeah obviously <laughs> I don't follow rugby much but I do know who he is which sort of speaks to his reach beyond rugby um, next news story Moeen Ali to fly home and miss the rest of the test series uh, Moeen is going to fly home to spend time with his family England cricket has previously said that they will prioritise mental health while bubbles in cricket exist, so that any player who feels like they want to go home while on tour can. Interesting, um, yeah. yeah. I suppose that's a good, I suppose that's a good thing, really. If you want, if you need to spend, time, especially in these times, if you want to spend time with your family. Yeah, go for it. Um, also, he did have COVID, so he is slightly oh, yeah. allowed to take liberties. Back to a bit of rugby. Dan Robson, the England uh, number nine, uh, says believes that rugby needs to find an appropriate balance with contact sessions in training as player welfare comes back into the spotlight. In an open letter to World Rugby, the Progressive Rugby Group, which includes former and current players, cited reducing contact in training as one of their proposals to improve player safety and reduce the risk of injuries. Now, this is a big thing in training because you, sometimes you see those players with black eyes or something in a game. Thoughts? Um, yeah, well, obviously, you don't want your players injured and... It, at the end of the day, training is training. It's not a match. You don't want to have two teeth knocked out in training. You much rather do it in a match. Yeah, and then I guess the other side of it is that, well, you need to train for contact if you're going to do it in a match. So there you go. Yeah, you know, um, it's going to be a hard one for them to sort out. Um, however, a dementia study involving Gareth Southgate needs a hundred or more former pro footballers to come forward, the leaders have said. Southgate is taking part in the study where participants are asked to perform tests on cognitive ability. They are also going to be asked on incidents of, the, of concussion during their careers. The researchers can build better build a picture on what heading footballs does to brain damage. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think it, this has been going on for a while, hasn't it, really? Dementia stuff. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about it in the uh, younger game. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but another rugby one, actually. Um, 
Jack Willis, you may remember, against Italy, England uh, player was injured. The England flanker will be given further specialist advice in the next fortnight to gauge the full extent of a knee injury that he suffered on his Six Nations debut. The Wasps forward suffered damage to his left knee after he was pulled out of a rug during a match win over Italy. Willis's leg buckled awkwardly after Negri used a controversial crocodile roll technique twist him out of the rut now this is something because i play rugby obviously it's something we've been told in training crocodile roll is a thing it's legal you can do but don't because it yeah it basically it can them. hurt yeah um, it, ba- it basically like you twist them sideways but then ni- their leg is planted on the floor so you basically twist them but their leg sort of stays where it is lovely right yeah. so now you can also <laughs> break people's knees and knock their teeth out and legally in a game of rugby yeah Cheers. Uh, the director of the Australian Open hopes that fans can return after Australia was plunged back into a five-day circuit breaker lockdown so they get to the bottom of a COVID cluster in Melbourne. They said it was a bit of pill to swallow given the amount of money they put in getting fans back safely. They remain hopeful that plan- fans can return to the end stage of the tournament and I do believe some fans are now being allowed back in. Really well, yeah. I suppose it's a good movement, moving it up in, in the stages. I wonder when we'll have fans back here. You can dream, we can dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can dream. Maybe we can be like India. Um, uh, the final two news stories, we move on to football. Liverpool manager insists that he does not need a break. Jurgen Klopp has had a difficult time in his private and professional life recently following the death of his mother Elizabeth, whose funeral he was unable to attend because of coronavirus restrictions in Germany and Liverpool's poor run of form in the Premier League. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there were rumours on social media over the weekend Klopp might resign after the death uh, defeat at Leicester a result he believes ended the champions hopes of retaining the Premier League title and that's a shame obviously Liverpool fan in the house I do have my Liverpool shirt on today yeah uh, Merseyside derby uh, it's a real shame for Klopp though um, his mother especially in these hard times and it's a real shame that he couldn't go to Germany to see it and I suppose Liverpool is kind of Liverpool's fault so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, I mean it is it, it literally just said Liverpool's poor run in the Premier League so yeah <laughs> yeah um I mean, he did insist, I don't need a break. But that just sounds like you, you, you that sounds, that makes it more like you do need a break because yeah. you're saying you don't. So he sort of uh, kicked himself in the foot. Uh, Manchester United returned to winning ways. Whoop, whoop. Uh, in style, uh, to put one foot in the last 16 of the champions of the Europa League with a crushing 4 0 victory over Real Sociedad in Turin. It was another vintage away performance in United who came through some early shaky moments thanks to Bruno Fernandes and an imperious display of counter attacking football. Yes! I mean, yeah, imagine United being in the Champions League, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's- Truly rubbish, isn't it, mate? <laughs> but United have got Newcastle though next, so no, Liverpool got Everton. So I think you're going to win and we're going to lose. So there you go. Anyway, yeah, uh, you know that was New Balls, please. This week we'll have another one next week. Right, coming up right now, it's time for the first ever guest on What's the Score with Aaron and Isaac. We've done it, lad. We've done We've it. Done it. <laughs> We've secured our gymnast friend Tom, and he came on to chat about gymnastics um his career if you like uh, what he feels um what he how why he likes it why he does it and what's good and bad about it um so this is our interview with mr tom kelly talking about gymnastics what's the score with aaron and isaac
Yes, that's right. It is time for our interview, our first ever interview on the podcast. This man is a fan of Saints FC and gymnastics. Not a mix that normally go together, but they go well brilliantly when we are talking about this person. It is Tom Kelly. Hello, Tom. Hello. 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 And Tom, would you like to uh, introduce yourself and explain what's in gymnastics you do? Yeah, well, I'm Tom, as said, and I do acrobatic gymnastics. So not one you see at the Olympics, but simply. So I work with another person, throwing them around is the way most people would put it. To <laughs> Brilliant, be right. And so that's, and I've learned recently that it's artistic is the one they do at Olympics, isn't it? Yeah, so artistic is the famous one where you have all the uh, yeah. equipment and uh, things like that. So like yeah. the floor, the rings, the bar. So yeah, yeah, I've, and then... yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a list of them: artistic, oh, right. uh, trampolines, um, individual, uh, rhythmic individual, and rhythmic group. Yeah, the Olympic ones. They're like, the well ones done, the Olympics. Fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was necessary. Oh, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, no, it's, it's good to have you on. Um, later on, we're going to have our guest segment called Extra Time. Um, and you've got, got it right for yeah, the first say, time this day. We'll <laughs> have <laughs> uh, that later on. Um, but Tom, first of all, what what do you enjoy most about uh, the gymnastics you do? Uh, probably what I enjoy most is those who I train with. So I enjoy... That's the difference between probably acrobatic and any other type of gymnastics minus team gym yeah. is the group feel. Because you might be competing against someone in your own group, but you do enjoy, you know everyone really well. You do take the mick out of everyone as well. You get close with people. So it's almost like you have your second family at the gym rather than as well as your own family and your friends. You create new friends for life yeah really. and obviously like builds those like um like team building skills uh, yeah and you, you you probably just feel very like it's like you're like like you said close-knit family yeah effectively so what, birthday parties it was a few years back it was a birthday party they didn't like any friends from school it was all friends from gym so yeah it's well, like we're all that close yeah. But it's certainly good to have a like group that you can yeah. be that close with, because obviously I I assume it like with any like second family there might be stuff that you would tell them that you wouldn't necessarily tell your family. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. There's you do keep secrets, and you do. There's some things definitely some people at gym know that other people definitely don't. I suppose if you're throwing them around and catching them, you're you're gonna yeah. want to know secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Do when when it's like you're introduced to someone new and you're like told, oh yeah, we think you're gonna be good with them, so you'll work together. Do yeah. you like do any like trust exercises? Because obviously, when you're throwing around and catching them, you probably do have to have an intense an intense level of trust. Well, trust is almost you can immediately tell whether you're going to trust someone or not. Some people, I've been doing it with everyone I train with now. I've been doing it about four years before any of them started really so I'm one of the oldest in my group so well I'm the oldest in my group so I'm immediately put on to help 
I've started coaching, so I know how to help younger ones. I always like take them, try and talk to them almost. That's the most important part. As soon as someone joins, they always start quiet. And then by the end of a month or two, they're right in. So it's almost, you want to make them comfortable straight away. Yeah. That's the most important part, making them comfortable, not not feel like they're being left out because it is a close-knit group. So someone joining in, in a lot of places you think, oh, God. Feel like the outsider sort of thing. Yeah, so there is no... There's, don't get me wrong, there's like a group within the group, so you have different groups yeah. to talk to each other, but everyone talks to each other, so everyone's got a topic of conversation. And there's always going to be arguments. I've had plenty of arguments. Oh, yeah, in my time. So, so like... you're like, are you like the big guy of the group? You're like the big man. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my group, there's only two boys anyway. Oh, well, there you go. Brilliant. The other uh, one's I'm... about six years younger. So. I'm, I'm going to test yeah. my my knowledge of phrases from gymnastics. So my sister oh, God, right. okay. gymnastics yeah. as well. Go, go, go on then. So she's quite small. So she, I think she's a top. I think that's what you call them. And yes, I believe you're a base, yeah. aren't you? Base, yeah. So, top and, and a base. They're, they're the strong people that catch people, and the, 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 the tiny people are the ones that get thrown. Yeah. Do do so the base is primarily strength is the main thing. Top is primarily flexibility and balance. Yeah. But you, even though I'm not the most, well, by far the least flexible person in our group, I've still got more flexible than the average person, really. I, I mean, I can't touch my toes, so... You, no, you're exactly. doing I could get yeah. fat hands on the floor, and then there's some girls who can put their hands right behind them, and it's wrong, with like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrong. over, snap themselves in half. It's, that, yeah, my friend, is double-jointedness. Yeah, that even freaks me out, and I've seen it for donkey's years, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking about um, com- competing and stuff as well, Do how often do you, do you norm- on a normal year, obviously not this year or last year, but how often yeah. would you say you normally compete? There's usually, I would say, com- competitions-wise, there's five to six competitions a year. So there's two. So we, our season is pretty much the same as a Premier League season would be. So the first competition's in October, followed by one in November. There's like two weeks between the competitions as well. Then yeah. there's we have this big performance in december which is just like a bit of fun for the whole group to just have fun as i said yeah. followed by so those two are usually at southampton gymnastics clubs which is where i train followed by there's one in bristol so you can stay there so that's a first that's an invitational so it doesn't mean a lot but it's the first big one we would say followed by they, there's full higher grade so the better you are, the higher grade you are. There's one in Stoke, which is the first big one. Um, and then there's prelims, again, at Southampton. So that one is to qualify for another competition. So if you don't get onto the podium, you don't make it into the competition. But if you make it first, you go to Nationals, which again is in Stoke. Yeah. If you finish second or third, you go to Interregionals. Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds yeah. quite similar to what the deal is with swimming, because we just have like normal, and then you go to get to qualify for counties, regionals, nationals, yeah. and internationals, that sort of thing. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, Isaac, um, corn taken quickly. Oh, golly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd speak on you now quickly. Come on, then. Um, what sport was the first to be broadcast by the BBC in 3D? 
Oh, I don't know. Tom, do you have any ideas? I would take a stab in the dark at cricket, but I wouldn't be 100% sure That's on that. I, I, I'm... 3D. I, I'm just going to go football. It's Wimbledon! Oh, oh, of course. Anyway, right, moving on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so that's good stuff. And um, like you mentioned, competing to get on the podium. How many medals overall do you, have you won? Um, well, I've counted them the other day, as you remember, from yeah. quiz. Yeah. I counted, I have 26 medals. So wow. That's obviously over, must be seven years of competing. Yeah, that's, that's, deep, mean, that's, that's properly decent. Yeah. So there's there's some which are like little medals. They they're just feeling proud, and then I have three three major ones and two which are just behind it, and they're the three. Yeah. They're the ones I'm most proud of because they're the biggest of the big competitions that I can do. Do you do like trophies as well? Do you have any of those? Uh, I only have one trophy because that's the only competition that gives trophies. Yeah. So I do yeah. have one little trophy, little plastic trophy, but yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. We yeah, do, well, do trophies, I mean, but... if how, what, what's like, would you class as your most successful thing that you've ever done in gymnastics? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one, really. As I said, the three medals I've won are the best thing so there was the two nationals which i won in 2017 2018 out of them two i would probably put 2018 because the one i won in 2017 i've been with my partner for the whole year i was almost expecting even though i was against 12 people i was expected a good score good medal whereas the second one i won was Set 12 people again, and we had been together four months. Because I months. had four months. Wow. Just four months. We Because I had an original partner, and it just obviously didn't work out. So when January came, I got put with someone else. They got put with another partner that was slightly better for them. And then we, our first competition was the prelims. We were. We were quite lucky that I was against no one in that competition. Oh, right. So it was okay. almost, we had to get a certain score, but we were almost technically qualified so you got for the basically nationals. Automatic yeah. gold. Yeah. yeah. So then we got to, got to nationals and we were just hoping for top half, maybe top seven. Um, and then we were third on out of 12, which was just, and the person before us was the person who won the gold. Ah, and it was yeah. just horrible. So uh, we didn't watch it. We don't. Our coach should have told us the score because scores came out really quickly. But we didn't want to know, so we went on the floor, did it, best we had ever done it. And compared to the competition before, we went up by one whole mark, which is massive. Yeah, that was in eight weeks. That's, so going well, up yeah. one whole mark after the yeah, last I mean... competition. So yeah, so we were third on then. And we we were sat in, so you had the main gym, which is where we competed, and then you would go through the back of the doors and you were basically sitting around waiting. So my coach had the scores on her phone waiting for them to come up. And the ones after us went into second. So we were sat there waiting and waiting for another nine routines to come out. And it was and just Malia. worse because we were sat in third 
we did cheer a bit too loudly, probably, when the last goal came out. We were in third. We were all like, yes, yeah. hugging in the middle of the gym. And what do you had... expect you to do? Just sit there and go, oh, thank yeah. you, sir. That, then... to me, sounds like what what it, what you watch on the TV when you yeah. watch the Olympics. It's exactly like that. Yeah. And then we, we were the last ones on from our club that day. So everyone else who competed in that day, because it's over two days, three days, because you go up on the Friday... So day of school. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. I remember those you did. And then they came. So parents weren't allowed in the back gym for safety reasons, obviously. Yeah. So they came, all the gymnasts, they came running in and we were all like cheering because a few of us had won. <laughs> no, they had won medals in the morning. So they were all going home, but they came down round. Yeah. And then last year, just before obviously what happened, um, we had one competition which was also in Stoke, which is called the Pat Wade. So that's for slightly higher grades. It's almost like nationals, basically. Uh, we weren't in such a big category. So there was only four partnerships. And we had done a competition the week before, which I'll be honest, didn't go too well because he had to do this thing where he had one hand on my head and one hand holding on. Slipped off. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, so, and that was literally, we had two competitions on two weekends. So we were knackered by the time we got to the competition. So we were just hoping for a podium. So there was, you, when you're sat in the back rooms, warming up and practicing the routine, going through your head, you you can see each partnership just staring at each other going, mm, <laughs> that's my competition, trying to see what they do wrong, what they do well. And there was one partnership we were like, right, we feel we can beat them. Um, and then and then your third North Home Dry. Yeah, and then the ones who came fourth, weren't the one, they were the ones who got gold the weekend before. They were really good, but they basically had the same problem we had the week before and they yeah. fell off in a move which yeah. cost them the whole thing straight away um, but we were first on so we were obviously in first straight away and we were waiting and waiting but this time we didn't go into the back room we stood behind because they had these massive curtains which you have we were stood there waiting and waiting and when they fell off because they were the ones after us my partner stand he did a massive yes <laughs> thankfully the music was loud enough they couldn't hear it and then the last ones on were the ones who were second. We beat them by 0.1, oh. which is basically yeah. someone, which would basically have been me. So doing a pitched catch, I throw them a catch here. Would have been me just taking one step back. Would have basically equaled it up, which sound little, <laughs> yeah. little things like that can cost you. Have you ever like judged uh, gymnastics? Um... No, I, I've had the Would chance. Would you to... ever? I've been asked to do. Well, I've not been asked. I've been said I can do this intro to coaching course and uh, intro to judging. Sorry, and I was like, I love my coaching. So coaching is the big one for me. So I've done the coaching and then the coaching level zero. So I'm technically a qualified coach now. I was meant to do my level one at the end of last year. But that I, went to pop quite quickly, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> so they're just waiting till we can go back in the gym and do our level one. So I'm just waiting for that because then I'm quite qualified. I could go to competitions. But judging wise, I 
you do have to be really beady eyed, yeah, to really focused, and you do have to be the bad guy in the room. So I, yeah, I love my coaching where I. I'm obviously going to be the bad guy to some people as a coach. Some yeah, people... because you have to be. Because yeah. you some you yeah. sometimes do need, don't you, to give some people yeah. a kick up the ass. <laughs> yes, you, to put it simply, yeah, yeah. You, but you've got to go about it the right way. So yeah. I've been, I was coaching in an acro group, and then, but that was volunteering. So I've been paid to go with the younger ones. Hopefully soon I'll be back in the acro. But yeah. when I was doing the acro, you've got a, you do know. Maybe not as well as if you, the people you're training with because you're training with them and you're not a coach. But when you come to coaching, you know how to work with some people. Some people will get right up your wick and you yeah. get so annoyed yeah. at them. But you've just got a hand with them. And I've been known to shout, yes, they're seven. But <laughs> oh, my yeah. God, you, you shout. Wow. Uh, I, I shout. <laughs> yeah. I there was one where the bars and we told them it was the game so you go touch the bars now we said don't swing on them before and they ran jumped on it some of them were swinging i said what did i say i said do not swing on those bars get here and sit down on the floor well yeah speaking about shouting, do that again um obviously listeners to the show will know that aaron is quite a loud guy but me, me yeah. and tom can brilliant, tell you that brilliant, that's, right. that's, me and Tom can tell you that that's not just the show. Aaron no, just, just shouts all. all the time. No, I'm just genuinely quite a loud person. Wait, the time. Use your indoor voice. Shouting. Yeah. Use your indoor voice, Aaron. Yeah. Like he's um, a child. <laughs> so, we'll, uh, we'll have a carry on the chat a bit uh, after this. But now I think we're going to move on to our guest segment, Extra Time. Okay, so this is Extra Time, the segment where we ask our our guests to name as many of a topic that we choose in 15 seconds. Isaac, make sure you have a clock to make sure we can actually time it. So, um, I will be on the clock with 15 seconds. Aaron will, um, well, Aaron will have the list, so just to check we're getting them right. Um, we won't say yes or no just because it would start to waste time. So we'll tell you afterwards how many you've got. Um, and then basically, yeah, so your topic is, we'll tell, we'll tell you now. So basically what you're going to have to do is name as many athletes that competed in gymnastics in the 2012 London Olympic Games as you can in 15 seconds. Any gymnasts that competed in London 2012, uh, you will have 15 seconds and when you're ready, uh, Aaron, are you ready with the list? Uh, yeah, can you turn the... Uh, yeah, turn the sound off. Yeah. Right. Okay, ready? Oop. Okay, the tension is building. Yes, good. 15 <laughs> seconds to name as many athletes, uh, gymnasts that competed in the 2012... And uh, by the way, this is any gymnast, so you can have artistic, rhythmic, uh, the other one, trampoline, whatever. Yeah. Uh, 15 seconds, and your time starts now. Max Whitlock, Lewis Smith... Uh, Christian Thomas, Simone Biles, Amy Tinkler. Oh, my brain's gone. Uh, Ginger Scottish fellow. Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, no, I've gone. Uh, that's your time. 
Yeah. Okay, so. And then just. <laughs> Aaron's doing his counting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there wasn't that many, Aaron. No, yeah. Five. Yeah, five. Right, so you did get five. Very well done. Yeah, I knew they now, were right. Isaac, Isaac, yesterday we said. Uh... Right, so read the list first and I'll. Right, okay, I'll that. so from Women's Artistic, Imogen Cairns, Jennifer Pinches, Rebecca Tunney, Beth Tweddle, Hannah Wellen, Men's Artistic. Sam Olden, Daniel Purvis, Louis That's Smith, Kirsten Thomas, Purvis. Max Whitlock, Trampoline Individual Female, Catherine Driscoll, Rhythm- Rhythmic Individual Francesca Jones, Rhythmic Group, Georgina Cesar, Jade Faulkner, Francesca Fox, Lynn Hutchinson, Louisa Pooley, and Rachel Smith. Well, there you go. Uh, five is, yeah. I think, is a good score. I think it was eight out of 18. So, I mean, that's very good. Um, so you would have got one point if you got one to two, two points if you got three to four, and because you got between five and six, you get three points. Three points, hey. yeah. And that puts you. Let me just check. In first. Yeah, it's top. Oh. It's top. Genius, I am. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll add you to the leaderboard, and as we have more guests, we'll uh, add you up and down. At the end of the series, I think there'll be a prize to whoever has the most. And at yeah. the moment, I mean, five is is a, a very good score. So three points, I think, is going to be quite a high score. Um, so there we go. <laughs> what a way to start extra time, eh? So um, back to our sports chat. Let's chat about a bit about Saints, who haven't had um, the best form recently. Well, that's one way to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, w- I won't mention that score. Um, oh, we will not mention I'll that. Obviously, obviously Aaron, Aaron's, you being a Man U fan. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Aaron's a Man United <laughs> fan. Uh, but, so, what is it? What's the day today? Today's Wednesday. Uh, Saints last played on was it Sunday? Against Sunday. Wolves. Or, yeah. that was a, what a game though. That Danny was, Ings with yeah. the opener. I mean, it was 2-1 to Wolves, but I think Saints did well. I don't know what your opinion is on that. It, it's been the same almost every game we played recently, minus that game because we were awful throughout. We've been so much better in the first half, usually winning the first half 1-0, come out the second half and we don't know what we're doing. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. like, um, it's like what happened last season, which was Saints amazingly well first half and then even like bit into the second second half and then Final 10 minutes, you fall asleep and see three. Yeah, that is the other way round. The first half of the season, we looked like we were going to get relegated last season. And then this season, we've looked so much better this start of the season. Obviously, you've got 29 points, but we've been stuck on 29 points for six games now. Yeah, you know. Since, yeah, well, since Liverpool, we've not won. Other yeah, than you, in the cup. You've, you've lost five of your last six games, and the one you won was in the FA Cup against Wolves. Yeah, we've lost. Yeah, six. It's, it's literally the curse of Jurgen Klopp. Um, and yeah, we've so lost six Saints, of the last eight. Saints' next game is uh, Saturday, twentieth of February, against Chelsea. Chelsea. Now Chelsea have yeah. won, um, have won five of their last six and drawn one of those. So. They're on pretty good form. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm pretty sure they've got the Champions League next week. I'm hoping they do. Because if they've got the Champions League next week, I've hope, I hope he puts a bit... I mean, Chelsea have got the strongest squad in the Premier League, so it's been a strong team. But I hope he puts a weaker team out against us Yeah. to give us just a bit of a chance. Yeah. Because well, um... otherwise, I'm dreading seven losses in a row. <laughs> in the league. Um, well, um... 
is your like um thoughts on Chelsea sacking Frank Lampard? Because that's news. Yeah, but that was. didn't come. That came to to a shock. Thought. Yeah, I didn't no. realise that was happening until I saw it them on TV. No, there was it was talk of him leaving. I was, I would say I was shocked, but I'd been reading about it and pressure on him. And obviously the results just weren't going their way. Yeah, I mean, but... I think, yeah. I think someone, it's been proven with Tuchel coming in now that may have been the right choice. Yeah. But he's only but, got 18 months. Yeah, so. but then you've got this thing of... Um, I think it was one of the Sky Sports people who said... Um, you don't give a guy 250 million and then give him like six months to improve. No, you uh, don't. Work with 250 mil. No, but that's the problem at Chelsea, really. That's the whole problem it's been for years. The manager doesn't, one doesn't get given enough time, other than Jose Mourinho, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That third season, it just goes to pot for him yeah. every place. But Frank Lampard wasn't given enough time, but I was listening to. Um, I think it was Joe Cole who was saying the problem at Chelsea is the players have too much say at the club. Yeah. So, well, I yeah. think Frank whatever, Lampard had a big the future players say, Yeah. He was looking good, well, especially, in, well, especially in the FA Cup. So yeah, anyway, it's been, it's been nice to talk to you. For, uh, finally, just a quick question back to gymnastics. Um, what are your sort of plans future-wise? Is it sort of thing you'd like to carry on, do it as a career even, or just sort of for fitness? Well, thing is I want to go to uni obviously which is why I want to do my level one coaching so I've got that so wherever I go to uni I can always get a job in the coaching as well to get the money yeah so and obviously level one the more qualified you are the more money you get paid so I think next year may well will definitely be last year I trained so last season so yeah and then coaching I always want to stick to coaching as yeah. something I can do even if something doesn't work I've always got the coaching to do so yeah coaching's the yeah. priority I would say uh, anyway that was Tom talking about gymnastics thanks very much for joining us and uh, we'll see you when we see you and, um, yes thank you thank you very much thank you very much bye no problem Goodbye. thank you what's the score with Aaron and Isaac uh, so that was the interview with Mr. Tom Kelly. Thank you very much, Tom, for coming on. And we're going to have lots more guests um, come on in the future. Now, I must say, Tom is actually really good at quizzes, which is why he did really well there Yeah. Uh, in, in the um, extra time game. Uh, but we're going to move on to more segments. Before we do that, Aaron, corner taken quickly. Hey, uh, this is a segment where we ask each other two questions per work, per episode on a random sports thing and then quickly move on without actually discussing the answer. So Isaac, take it away. Aaron, how many test wickets has Freddie Flintoff taken? Ah, um... Oh, right. Um, 427. Uh, no, it's 226. Okay, right, good. Move on. on. <laughs> now it's time for... Fay what? Okay, so Fay is the segment where Isaac at uh, read some quotes and I sometimes attempt to get the people who have said those quotes um, quite yes. simply because it's a bit of a laugh because I know nothing. Isaac, take it away. 
Right, so this week I'm not going to ask you to guess because I, I have a hundred percent sure you don't know who any of them are. Uh, okay. The first one. I owe a lot to my parents, especially my mother and father. <laughs> uh, that was by Tano Umanya, uh, the great All Black. Um, next... I have heard of him, but I didn't know who he was. Okay. I want to reach for 150 or 200 points this season, whichever comes first. <laughs> that was by David Holwell. Brilliant, brilliant. This one's good. That kick was absolutely unique, except for the one before it, which was identical. <laughs> By the way, these are rugby ones if you hadn't already guessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, was Tony Brown. Uh, this <laughs> one's good. I just drank some water. Um... This, right, this one's very good. I've never had major knee surgery on any other part of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Collins said that. Uh... Well, yeah. I think it would be more interesting if, if, if we knew the questions that were asked to get these. Yes. Um, this one's the final one is very funny. It's by Phil Kearns. It says, referees are only human, I think. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, now, as a special mention this week, uh, we're going to going to play a little clip for you. Now, this is what was said by a um, YouTube channel called We Cricket. Uh, they're funny. Um, Aaron introduced me to them, and they. This is them describing what happened against uh, with England. Sorry, England and India test game uh, the other day. Now here we go. Ready? England did wickets. Yes. England stopped doing wickets, and India started doing runs. Okay. England did some more wickets again, and then India did some more runs, and then there were no India wickets left. So then England tried to do runs, but India took England wickets. Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, it's not wrong, is it? Let's be, let's be purely honest. It's not it, it, wrong. It, it, very good. Right. That was our special Say What this week. Now, Aaron, what is coming up next? Now is it time for... Aaron's Factual Frenzy! Yes, that's right, Aaron's Factual Frenzy this week, uh, which just Aaron reads some sporting facts to us. Aaron, take it away. Okay, so the Cleveland Browns are the only team to neither play nor host a Super Bowl, which is interesting. Very interesting. When 7-1 underdog Cassius Clay, who would change his name to Muhammad Ali, uh, defeated Sonny Liston in Miami Beach in 1964, the 16,000-seat stadium was half empty. So everyone really? underestimated him, yeah. Wow, okay. Very interesting. And there have been three Olympic Games held in countries that no longer exist. Really? Do you know what they yeah. are? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. But, that is very interesting. But they can be very important countries, can they? Let's be honest. Well, yeah. Right, there you go. That was Aaron's Factual Frenzy. We'll have another one of those and say what next week. But first, it's time for... Corner Taken Quickly! Oh, Lord, right. <laughs> okay, Aaron. How old is Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer? I hate you. Um, <laughs> is that an age? Um, Ollie, Ollie, how old are you? Um, come on. Uh, right, so... I'm just going to tell you, it's he... almost his birthday. You didn't ask me for when he was born. I know, I'm so just saying. Um, <laughs> so I will go with 49. 
Oh, he's 47, but he can I'll, turn... I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take he that. He turns 48 on the 26th of February in a couple of days. Lovely. Time. There you go. Uh, right, we're going to move on to our weekly competitive segment. Now, Aaron, would you explain to the listeners what this is? Okay, this is Game Better Match. All you have to do is guess the sporting moment. Sounds easy, there must be a catch. You will get free clues and then you start a guessing. This is Game Set and Match. Well, there you go. Game Set and Match Jingle, one of my all time favourites. Absolutely amazing. Game Set and Match is the segment where me and Aaron take turns to figure out a sporting moment from three clues that we give each other. And, and, and realistically, all the jingles should be your favourite because it oh, yes. is literally your dad. Yes, yes, well. Um, <laughs> the clues will get easier as they go down, but if you get it on the first clue, you get three points. If you get it on the second clue, you get two points. And again, on the last clue, you may have guessed, you get one point. Well, Aaron won last week and I didn't get it. So this week, uh, we're going to do the toss of the coin. Which coin should I select this week? We've got a... A 50p, a 50p. Come I don't on. have a 50p. Oh, <laughs> good, right. Okay. Uh, call it. Uh, Tell us about. It is heads for reds again. Okay. Right, I'm going to guess mine first, if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, your first clue is France. France. Ooh. Um. Sorry. Uh, right, there, there could be a lot of options here. Um, I could. I'm going to just stab in the dark and say the 2023 Rugby World Cup. No. It's in France. Uh, okay, fine enough. Two is mountain range. Mountain range. France. Ooh. Um, so, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Alps. I'm thinking what sporting moment happened in mountain range in France? Oh, I don't know. Move on. Car. Car, so it's going to be Formula One. Yeah. I'm thinking. Mountain range. So what? There's a circuit in the Alps, isn't it? It's, um... No, no, no. It doesn't have to be the location. Oh. It's just useful. Is it? Right, okay. Mountain range, France. So this would have been recently Formula One, France, French Grand Prix, which is. Can you tell me the circuit? Le Castellet. Yes, I knew that. I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to say Hamilton did a win. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, no, it was um, Renault changing their name to Alpine. Renault is a state-owned French company. The Alps is a mountain range and car Formula One. Again, very hard. Uh, next one. So this is from this is for Aaron to guess. Your first clue is 1994. Mate, I haven't got a clue. Um, okay. Six years to go until the millennium. That's, no. that's my uh, guess. Uh, clue number two is Imola. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, was it the crash which killed a bloke? I can't remember for the life of me, isn't it? And Senna's crash. Is correct. And Senna's yes! crash. You get two points. <laughs> Right. Uh, so I'm sorry. Me... I've I've just realised I've applauded and said his death. Uh, Aaron is on three points. I'm still on zero, and that Aaron is on two games to my zero. There we go. Now that is game set, game set a match. 
So that was Game Set and Match this week. We'll have another one next week. What's the score with Aaron and Isaac? But now, Isaac, is it time for corner taking quickly before you oh, dive us in with the next segment? He's done it again. He's done it again. Yeah, what have you got? I have. How many runs has Johnny Bairstow scored in IT20? Oh, international similar to my first one. I know. How many Johnny Bairstow runs? So this is yeah, uh, throughout his career? Uh, yeah. How many career runs has Johnny Bairstow scored in international T20? 250. 932. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we move. Now, next up, we're going to do our Dark Pommel Horse segment. Now, these are the Dark Horse is uh, for the coming weekend, you could say. Now, it is currently Saturday, um, so we're sort of already into it, but it's Saturday morning, so nothing has started yet. Now, uh, last week, I said for my Dark Horse, West Ham would, would do well, and they won, basically, uh, which put Liverpool down into sixth. So I think we'll leave that there. <laughs> Now, um, yeah, um, my well. second nomination is actually Saints because they're playing Chelsea, but Saints have been on pretty good form, although yeah. they did lose heavily. Because uh, yeah. Tom gave his opinion Hi. in in the interview, um, <laughs> I think Saints have a good shout against Chelsea. I just feel it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, my I would like to put forward my nomination. Oh yeah, go for it. Because they're playing Manchester United. Manchester United need three points, quite frankly. Newcastle. Okay. Uh, to be quite fair, West Ham again are playing Spurs, so I think they've got a good shout. Spurs, did you see what they did? It was like four-one against in the Europa League. Uh, Gareth Bell scored some. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's for football. And I, I thought I'd just um, put another thing out there. Uh, Declan Rice, the West Ham captain, I think, because he's been on top form recently. He scored against Sheffield United on last Monday. I think he is just a single nomination. I think. West Ham in general, again, I think is the nomination this week. I think West cool. Ham is the dark horse. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So that was our dark horse. Now we're going to quickly run through guest of scores. Now last week we predicted scores for the weekend ahead. Uh, we have got the real results, but we failed to write down our guesses, so we cannot remember. Uh, so we're just going to guess. So what are the uh, what games are the real results? Leicester v Liverpool, three one. Man City, Leicester, top. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I said one all, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, I, I probably would have said, I probably said Leicester win. Okay, we'll go, go with that. Uh, Man City, Tottenham, three 0 to Man City. City. Yeah, I. Think, um, I don't know what I. I, 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 I think we both got that wrong. So I think we both yeah. went Spurs. I think I went Spurs as well. Yeah, Southampton v Wolves. Oh yeah, two, I did. Sorry, two, I, I did. I did say Spurs one. because I said one all, and then Gareth Bell comes on and scores a scream of, as a winner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um uh Southampton v Wolves. Uh two one to Wolves. Um Yes, I think I said probably Saints win. yeah, I think we both said Saints win, so yeah. that's wrong. Uh West Brom v Manchester United. Uh we both went with well well actually I, I did one myself. Yeah, I went I went with one of my sarcastic ones, West Brom win. And it was a draw. So no, no one I was, was right. I was close. I was close. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, that that was the results for last week. But now this week, right. let's have our predictions, and I will write right. them down. Let's I just promise. do a let's just do a few this week. So Liverpool, Everton, Merseyside derby. I'm saying, oh, I really want Liverpool to win. It's just I can't see it happening. I have literally written them down. Can you just go through my list? That would probably be easier. Yeah, Liverpool, Everton. What do we think though? Yeah, um, Liverpool, Everton. I reckon, I reckon two all. I was gonna say I was gonna say something like that. 
Either 2 all or 2 1 to Everton, I think. Southampton v Chelsea. I think. Um, I think a 2 0 win to Saints. I'm going to say Danny two, Ings. 2 2 0, okay. Danny Ings and Che Adams. No, Danny Ings and Theo Walcott. Yeah. I reckon that will be two. I reckon that will be one nil Chelsea. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, Tom, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> uh, next, Manchester United and Newcastle. I think. I mean, where are Newcastle in the table? Just give me a minute. I'll have a look. I think United. They're on form. I mean, you've got to admit they are on form. Um, yeah, they are. But that is. Not debatable. I, it's tough. It's a tough decision. I mean, Newcastle are down in seventeenth, so I think I'm going to have to say United. Okay, so yeah, United. I'm um, say United two uh, 0 two 0 United. No, three 0 United. Oh, three 0 Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> I will go with four one. I've got to have one outlandish one. Four one United. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United, uh, second leg, the Sofiedad. I think, what was the score in the first leg? 4-0, Man I think 5-0 Sociedad. Yeah, it's going to be oh, Liverpool, okay. it's going okay. to be Liverpool Barca comeback. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, <laughs> nil, five. Um, I'm going to say the final score, which is the aggregated one, will be 10-0. 10-0 mm. <laughs> Man U. So you want them to just get six nil in the in the second leg? Yeah. Well, there you go. There, there we are. Right. You heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> that is our predictions for next week. Let us know what you think um, for the coming games. Obviously, on when this comes out, some of them will have already happened, so don't guess those because you will know. Um, but yes, that was the show this week. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, give us some recommendations for guests we have on. We've uh, we've we've got a few more in mind, and we've actually. Uh, been in contact with uh, a, 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 maybe a bit of a celeb. You, you never know. Hope, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, fingers yes. crossed in the world. That was a sco- um, that was the score this week. Uh, but Aaron, I thought I'd just mention. Obviously, you can get in contact with us, listeners, on Instagram. Send us a voice message on Anchor. Just message us. Um, uh, you can watch our YouTube channel. And me and Aaron did a stream in the week. We streamed golf with your friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my we, game we tried anyway. halfway through. And um, mine, didn't, mine came out at like 0.1 frames per second. So it didn't really nice. work. Uh, so, you yeah, know. It, it didn't really work, but we're, we're working on it. So we, that was a bit of a practice for us. So if you want to check out some other streams, do check out our channels and our Twitch and stuff. So, yeah, we'll be back next week for another What's the Score with Aaron and Isaac. We'll see you then. And for now, I think it's time to say goodbye. Aaron, what have we learned this week? Okay, this week we have well and truly learnt that despite what you may think, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer is not 50. He's 48. <laughs> 48 on the, on, on the 26th, actually. There you go. All right. He's 47 now. To... 40... All right. Yeah, Calm just... down. That's the end of the show. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Aaron Isaac Show this week. We'll be back with you next week. Goodbye. Bye. What's the score with Aaron and Isaac?